know, the virus that we're talking about having to do, you know, a lot of people think that goes away in April with the heat. Uh, but uh, we have it so well under control. It's going to disappear. One day it's like a miracle. It will disappear. Now the Democrats are politicizing the coronavirus. And this is their new hoax. Well, I think treatment in many ways might be more exciting. You know, we have thousands or hundreds of thousands of people that get better just by, you know, sitting around and even going to work. Some of them go to work, but they get better. Yeah, they get better. You're listening to another edition of the Election Crimes Bulletin. I'm Dennis Bernstein. We are joined weekly by muckraking reporter Greg Pallast. Uh, and, uh, well, he is, again, on the front lines protecting your vote. He's got an upcoming book, uh, which is worth checking out if you're interested in trying to protect your vote. Uh, we'll be out soon. How Trump Stole 2020. It's really about how to prevent him from stealing it. And that's what this crimes bulletin is all about. Greg, welcome back. Uh, there's been some activity in Texas. Uh, there's been uh, a battle going on in Michigan and the battle for the vote and our lives really continues. Yes, uh, a lot of skullduggery. And my, my book is called uh, How Trump Stole 2020, but we can steal it back. That is, we can bust the crime. And it's not about whether you're for against Trump. I'm just hoping that this time, unlike 2016, the, the voters will actually choose the president. That would be refreshing. That would be nice. Yes. So, uh, Texas, there was a bit of a victory. They, they went for the juggler, but they got beaten back. Or what happened? Yeah. I hope you were enjoying uh, the victory of democracy for the for the several hours we had it. Um, a judge, uh, a federal judge, ruled that Texas uh, requirement, the, the hoops you have to jump through in order to vote absentee in te Texas, um, had to be swept away because it said you needed you have to claim a disability in Texas or be over sixty five are the main reasons to, uh, to that you can get a, an absentee ballot. And you have to certify that you have this disability. Um, and so the judge said, well, if you are susceptible and worried about being susceptible to the virus, that's, that's a physical disability. And so anyone that claims uh, concern because they're susceptible uh, or vulnerable, if they have the virus, uh, should be able to get an absentee ballot. Um, it was, uh, and uh, in addition, by the way, um, the, the idea that you can be 65 and ask for, you, you get that ballot, is a direct violation of the 26th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. If you remember, during the war in Vietnam, we lowered the voting age to 18. That amendment to the Constitution also said that there could be no discrimination by age in voting, as long as someone's 18 or more. And so um, saying that uh, young people... Uh, we sometimes we refer to them as Democrats. That if young people want an absentee ballot, uh, they're out of luck because of their age. A direct violation of the Constitution. But hey, while the judge caught this, uh, within uh, about uh, two days, you ended up with uh, the appeals court in Texas, the federal appeals court in that circuit, um, setting aside the the judge's ruling. And Dennis, I rarely read something over the air, but I got to read you from Judge Fred Byrie's um, statement on why 
he said that you can get a vote, that you don't have to die to vote in Texas, even though he was overruled. He wrote 240 years on. Americans now, after our independence, Americans now seek life without fear of pandemic, liberty to choose their leaders in an environment free of disease, and the pursuit of happiness without undue restrictions. There are some among us who would, if they could, nullify those aspirational ideas to return to the not-so-halcyon and not-so-thrilling days of yesteryear of the divine right of kings trading our birthright as a sovereign people for a modern mess of governing pottage in the hands of a few and forfeiting the vision of America as a shining city upon a hill. No wonder they slapped him down. That's, yeah. That's, that's a story in Texas. So in other words, in Texas, <laughs> God, if, you want, if you want to have to avoid the standing in line and getting infected, um, I advise you to um, cut off part of your leg or age very rapidly. Uh, so that's, that's the story in Texas. And, you know, um, uh, let's not forget, you know, this is not the only problem with Texas. You know, we, we, we're forgetting all the other things that happen in which this maximizes the problem. As you saw, I remember uh, you've mentioned many times that, uh, that the forced um, election in Wisconsin in March resulted in the collapse of the number of voting stations in uh, the African-American majority city of Milwaukee, from 180 polling stations to five. Well, I got to tell you, Texas started long before there was a virus. In the 50 counties with rising black and Latino populations in Texas, uh, the average county uh, gave up uh, more than 10 polling stations in each of those uh, counties with rising black and Hispanic populations, whereas in the 50 counties where the white population grew, they lost less than one precinct per county for voting. So, you, in other words, the, 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 let's forget all the other racial games and games against young people that are being played in these states. So, uh, you know, oh. so Texas has a long history of all right. the vote. You, okay, you're listening to the Election Crimes Bulletin. I want to, uh, again, swerve back uh, to Wisconsin. Uh, by the way, it's 70 and counting in terms of people who are saying they got sick as a result of being forced to vote in this sort of in the, in the middle of the flare-up of, the, of the pandemic in that state. Uh, so uh, that's sort of having to really put your life on the line to vote. Yes. Let's fast forward. Trump is in Michigan today. There's a flood uh, going on there. Trump uh, acting as usual like a moronic child, refusing to wear a mask, jeopardizing uh, other people. But uh, the battle is about the vote about uh, mail-in votes, and we have to talk, Greg, about mail-in votes because there's a lot of confusion, and, and people need to understand what is really the story, what is the problem, and what is the possibility. Well, okay, a few things. In, in Wisconsin, by the way, I'm continuing my investigation. Uh, you know, the, 
uh, people thought that there's a great public victory because the right-wing justice was removed from the court and the progressive won election. But here's the bad news. The, the right-wing still has a majority on the Wisconsin State Supreme Court, and the guy who lost is insisting that he will not give up his seat, and he will, he's unrecused himself, uh, which I've never heard of in a courtroom from my own legal experience. He's unrecused himself saying that he has now the right, since he's not on a ballot anymore, he lost, he has the right to rule on whether 232,000 Wisconsin voters should be removed from the voter rolls um, uh, based on a, a bogus list that the GOP-controlled um, legislature is re- demanding that the elections board remove these 232,000 people. This will now go before the Wisconsin Supreme Court. This list is so bogus. I have My team is going through these names. i got to tell you, I, I won't, can't give you the final result yet because I have to keep that embargoed, but uh, this list is phony as a $3 bill. There are three Democrats and three Republicans on the Wisconsin election board. All six are saying this list is bogus. We don't want to remove these voters. But the Republican legislature is saying we don't care if these illegal voters, we want them gone because it's two to one Democrats. That's what's going on in Wisconsin. Then, and then we move, uh, and now in, in Michigan we have also, on top of everything else, the, the governor, the Democratic governor, Whitmer, is, uh, has ordered that not every um, citizen get a ballot, but every citizen get a card asking them if they would like a mail-in ballot. And, uh, of course, the, uh, the uh, um, Trump has um, lit his comb over on fire over this over giving people that just simply ask them if they want the opportunity to vote by mail. And a lot of states are, are moving in this direction. Um, but uh, obviously, uh, in other swing states, we have some other big problems. Georgia, uh, Indiana, Arkansas, Ohio, there's some real problems. And as we get into the massive expansion of vote by mail, I keep warning people. I'm not, and I want people to understand, Greg Pallast is not against voting by mail. We may have to do that, or, you know, we either vote by mail or we die if this epidemic, pandemic comes back in fall, as, as experts expect. The problem is, and I want everyone to know, understand this number, 22%, more than one in five mail-in ballots never get counted. So while we move to mail-in voting, we better make sure that we know how to do it and protect our vote. And it is overwhelmingly young people and voters of color and people that use um, non-English language ballots especially just see their ballots, one in five ballots thrown in the garbage. That's on average. But if you're young, black, and if you use a non-English language ballot, it's something like 1,200% higher chance that your vote will never get counted than if you are white using an English language ballot and are a bit older. That's just the truth. You know, you know Greg, I never, uh, we're speaking with Greg Palast. Uh, this is the Election Crimes Bulletin, uh, and we're talking about how to protect uh, your election. Uh, I know you don't want to live through another four years. Many of you don't anyway want to live through another four years. If you can live through another four years of Donald Trump, maybe you do. Maybe he's your hero. Uh, but in any event, uh, the election so, yeah. hmm? is at stake, and and it. Greg, I never have really seriously had this conversation on the air, but there there are so many loopholes and ways to undermine the vote. 
that could create a chaos that could allow him to steal an election, right? He can steal, he can postpone, he could undermine, he could throw this into the house. So many things could happen if yes, if he manages to churn it up a little bit. Okay, there's some real dangers here. Number one, uh, a lot of let's let's play the game out to the end. This man is uh, our president is saying that there's massive fraud in mail-in voting, and and you know the experts like Lorraine Minetti, who's the who's the nation's expert uh, at Rutgers University on vote fraud. Um, I actually did a calculation that's really true that you are five times more likely to be hit by lightning than to cast a fraudulent ballot. It just doesn't happen. Uh, and um, But by saying fraud, 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 look out. The end game may be very serious, which is under the Constitution, if, if states cannot certify their results, okay, so that their electors... Uh, cannot go to uh, vote in the Electoral College. And we had this in the Andrew Jackson, um, uh, John Adams race, uh, excuse me, John Quincy Adams race, um, in which Jackson actually won the majority of the Electoral College. He won a majority of the popular votes. You'd think that he would have been elected president, not in 1824, because some states didn't certify their electors. Uh, it went to the House of Representatives. If, if you don't have a, uh, a, uh, a majority in the uh, Electoral College, it goes to the House of Representatives. Each state gets one vote. California, New York, Illinois, forget the electoral votes. They get the same single vote as South Dakota and Wyoming and Mississippi. So if it goes to the House of Representatives, this election, because some states are simply refusing to certify their votes. This could be a good trick, saying there's too much fraud in the mail-in voting, too much confusion, uh, too many things, you know, the system's collapsed. Um, you vote by state, and then um, Trump is, you know, as good as reelected. So that is a real, that's a real and present danger with this screaming about fraud. It's setting up to disqualify electors, having Republican legislatures refusing to certify the victors in their states and therefore throwing the election to the House. Don't discount that. Wow. Again, uh, the Election Crimes Bulletin with Greg Pallast on Flashpoints on Pacifica Radio. Uh, and we have been for years uh, trying to do the kind of reporting together that helps you to defend uh, your vote. Greg has been in this big time since uh, 2000 uh, and the when the election steals became very prominent in the strategy of the right-wing uh ruling this country. Uh, now we're in the middle of a pandemic. There are all kinds of questions about uh, how the vote is going to come down, what you're going to have to risk uh, in order to vote. And it does, before we close this edition up, it does seem, Greg, that the right wing is getting better and better at devising tricks and taking power as at the level of the Secretary of State's uh, Secretaries of State to control the vote uh, in a way that makes it almost impossible for there to be a real vote, a real honest tally. This well, is a uh, serious let me give you a moment. couple quick ones. 
uh, uh, Georgia and Ohio. Ohio is refusing to mail out requests. All voters in Ohio are normally supposed to get cards saying, do you want a mail-in ballot? That's, that is their standard, even before the pandemic. But the Ohio Secretary of State is saying, I'm not going to send out more than a million cards to voters who are on the so-called inactive list. You skipped an election or two. Well, by the way, that's a violation of federal law, but that doesn't matter in Ohio. You know, they're not necessarily part of America. Um, and um, But in 2016, you wonder, how did it go that Obama won Ohio twice and Hillary uh, uh, didn't get close? Uh, the, uh, part of it goes to the fact that 1,039,000 voters in uh, Ohio were denied the card to request a mail-in ballot that who wanted the mail-in ballot 1,039,000 and they are that list is 2 to 1 democratic tell me who really won Ohio if everyone got to vote that's just some of the games in Georgia uh, Dennis uh Brian Kemp, who, you know, I've been investigating now for seven years. Brian Kemp decided uh, that he is going, he literally canceled the election for the, a Supreme Court justice and played a game where the ju- justice says, well, I'm going to resign a few days before the end of my term. Brian, I'm still in, on the court. Brian Kemp said, well, I will uh, name his replacement. And therefore, we don't need an election. So they literally called off the election. And, uh, you know, you have, um, and, you know, as the NAACP said, you had judges ruling on whether they have to stand for re-election. And believe it or not, they ruled that they don't have to stand for re-election. They can just be, re, you know, appointed by the governor. So this is it, the anti-democratic and small-d democratic um, operations are gearing up. They're playing games. There's no shame anymore. They can literally call off elections. When you do that, that's a very, very that's a precedent that's uh, beyond dangerous. All right, uh, that's the voice of Greg Palast. His new book coming out: How Trump Stole 2020, uh, and uh, it's a guide to how we can steal the election back. This is the Election Crimes Bulletin. We do it with Greg Palast, investigative reporter, also author of The Best Democracy Money Can Buy. That's uh, the book, the film. Uh, and it's important work that Greg has been doing in terms of this beat of protecting your vote. The struggle continues. It's going to be a pitched battle to see if we can have a real election in 2020. And uh, you know how important this is. Now, the virus that we're talking about having to do, you know, a lot of people think that goes away in April with the heat. Uh, but uh, we have it so well under control. It's going to disappear. One day it's like a miracle. It will disappear. Now the Democrats are politicizing the coronavirus. And this is their new hoax. Well, I think treatment in many ways might be more exciting. You know, we have thousands or hundreds of thousands of people that get better just by, you know, sitting around and even going to work. Some of them go to work, but they get better. You are an idiot!